Active Root don't use Zoom apparently. <laughs> we use Microsoft Teams. Episode number 145 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So Tom, you're looking awful sharp tonight and you've got a fantastic looking background, probably one of the best ones you've had for a long time anyway, that's for sure. It's the late Ron Hill, who sadly passed away at the weekend, and uh, so we're going to dedicate this show to none other than one of the world's best ever endurance runners, the late Ron Hill. So, uh, yeah, really sad to hear of his passing. Um, I know we've got a couple of stories about Ron Hill, personal ones. Uh, so, 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 Tom, tell us about your personal story with, with Ron Hill then. Good evening, Kyle. Uh, hello, listeners. Yeah, Ron Hill, very sad Ron died yesterday. Um, Dr. Ron Hill, I should say. Um, uh, MB, 82 years old, and, you know, something... When, when I heard the news yesterday, it, really, it was one of those moments where you think that it's really obviously very sad. We don't know Ron, but um, you know, we've encountered him. And as runners, we know him. Um, something we put in a post on the weekend is about, you, you hear so often these days, the word legend is so, so overused. But Ron Hill is a true or was a true legend of the sport. I mean, he was a European, champ, European marathon champion, Commonwealth Games uh, marathon gold medalist. Apparently, he broke four world records. Um, he ran 115 marathons. He ran 209 in a pair of plimsolls. And, and <laughs> yeah. this is in a day and age where everyone is absolutely scraping to get together the optimum shoe. And he, he did, you know, look at what our, we've got one guy running 209 at the moment in, in Britain, you know, absolutely incredible. Um, he had his streak for, what, 50 plus years. Uh, and one thing that I think is really interesting is you look at what he's done for like um, in textiles and, and things like that, you know, and you, Apparently, in his role in, in what he eventually became the Ron Hill brand, he really revolutionized the use of textiles and running and whatnot. So a legend that is, that's had such a big impact on the sport has had influence and inspiration of, of, you know, the, of us, of, of years, generations to come. And yeah, really, it was very sad, uh, very sad to see his passing. But the story I had of him is, is not, that, not that great a story to us, but it was just ah. last year at the... A few years ago, sorry, 2019, when I ran the, there was a Manchester, a 10K in Manchester, I can't remember what it was called. It started and finished at the wee track next to the Etihad. And Ron was there, and he's not, a, I don't think he was involved in any way, you know, as a, as a part of the organisation team or anything, but he was there at the end, and he handed out the medals, and I was third. Um, so I got a medal off, and I approached him afterwards just to say hello and uh, shake his hand and get a picture. And I was really, I remember, I remember I said this on the podcast, I was really, like, frustrated that I didn't, ask him for a, a quip for TRS. But um, yeah, the picture I've got of him on, on tonight, listeners, it's classic Ron Hill. He's in that string vest. And look at that. I mean, look at that, Kyle. Look at that vest. Oh, I know. Listeners, yeah. any obituary you read of Ron will have the picture of this vest. <laughs> you think about how much fuss we make today about the vest choice and the shoe choice. Yeah. That man ran 209. In that <laughs> vest. That's the vest. Exactly what it is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! Yeah. So what about you? What 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 what's your your Ron Hill um, story then? Well, I'm not going to put uh, you know any more words in the, what a fantastic tribute you just gave him there. But my my story with Ron Hill was 
you know, one of the many times that I went to the Isle of Man Easter running festival and, you know, one of the years Ron Hill was a special guest and, you know, it was just like running with royalty, you know, he was, he was just one of the lads, like, you know, uh, and, you know, we were having, having some beers, not, I wasn't having beers personally with him, but, you know, he was getting involved in the whole atmosphere of it and, he he ran it like back in his you know his prime and and he in his you know this is only like fifteen years ago that we were we were there, but it's funny you know you do the Peel Hill race he took part in that and then from Peel Hill race uh, sorry Peel uh, to Douglas it's like a thirteen mile oh yeah I know run. the one you mean yeah it's like a thirteen mile but you know pub, pub run and there's like yeah, ten different pubs on the way there and all the runners who when they finish the race in Peel they all just run you know, everyone in their teams and their university teams or their club teams, whatever it is, uh, you've got the choice. You can either run the whole way, have beers and get out, you know, maybe not have beers, have a soft drink, whatever you want to have. And, uh, you know, you get to Douglas like three, four, five, six hours later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not, by that point, you're certainly not running. And if you're running, you've probably not had enough uh, or you've probably missed a few pubs. But, uh, but Ron decided to take the bus that day and uh, I think you did stop off a couple of times in, uh, in some of the pubs on, on the way there. But he was he was definitely well ahead of us at that point. Um, but, you know, talking about that race, that there was every year we, we used to go back to the Isle of Man, there was always another pub that had that was closed, you know, because yeah. it was just in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, but it was such a shame, but it was such a, you know, I have no idea. We need to get a target. I know we say we've got this massive list of, of races uh, and that we, oh, TRS, that TRS uh, trip. but imagine that a TRS running, you know, Easter running festival trip to that. Just mate, I'm not sure. Electric. I'm not sure I could handle the booze though. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, like yeah. it's uh, it's uh, that was when was I was there 2008. So yeah, blimey, that's like 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I was a, I'm a, I'm a, I was a different drinker back then. I don't know if I'm, do you remember on the on the for listeners who are not uh, okay with the Isle of Man. Apologies for this for a minute, but there's on that run across this half marathon jog pub crawl across the island do you remember that point there's a point where you stop and you there's like a there's a race the naked mile the naked mile you take yeah. off all your clothes and then you run <laughs> out at half a mile to this like post oh, in the middle of the field yeah. and then run back yeah <laughs> ridiculous i remember that every year i think that i think i missed the first couple but you know there's always the, the old man the old pervert in, in the bushes yeah. watching all these yeah. runners yeah but it's, it's all blokes doing it really like you. you do get the odd lady who, who decides to get involved as well you know yeah record but um i don't know if you get away with you know back in the day back in our day tom eh? i don't I, know if we yeah. get away with that there um, these days eh? i don't i don't know i think uh it's uh, everything's a bit uh, these days. Who knows we can get away with these days? Well, well anyway, uh, anyway, but well, I mean, anyway, we could ramble on all day about that. But one thing, listen, so you you I'll be very aware that we've had a bit of a break. So this is uh so we scheduling Kyle's on holiday, I was on holiday, so we, we decided just to to take a just to take a break from TRS and we're back fully charged now. For, well, well, that's it. You know, we decided back. to celebrate our birthday party without actually celebrating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that was our celebration. Was a break from from TRS, which was, uh, you know, I'm fully, as you say, you know, fully charged, fully, fully ready to go. And, and, and you know, one interesting thing, folks, is, you know, the races are starting to, to, to get fully charged as well. We're starting to see some, some, some race action and we've got none other than big Mikey Wright, who, you know, reigning Scottish you, I, marathon. 
Medium Rain. might be right. Yeah. <laughs> Reigning Scottish Marathon champion still. Uh, yes. And- <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's retired mean, like a year Mike, ago. <laughs> Mikey's going to hold that for longer than... So he ran two... He ran, he, to be fair, two-time marathon Scottish Marathon <laughs> champion. Yeah. Two, two years. But he's going to hold it for like five well, years. Yes. At this rate. <laughs> Yeah, it'd probably be longer than that. I don't know if there's a Scottish Marathon champs this year. I don't think there is because there's oh, no Marathons in Scotland this year. There's no Marathons in Scotland. Loch Ness is is Loch Ness happening? No, Ma- sure. Loch Ness is still happening. Sterling okay. Marathon might still be happening. All right, uh, so maybe, maybe yeah. it'll be at Sterling then. Um, but anyway, we, yeah, so we celebrated three years with a three-week break, I guess. That's that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. And we've got, uh, yeah, M- Mikey Wright's coming on the show today to start things off again. To chat about the Monument Mile, and we had a range of runners, all different, uh, you know, ages and abilities, and uh, it's gonna, yeah. So he's gonna chat all about that, how that went, and then we've also got uh, Will from Active Root, who is one of the the the, the founders of the product. Uh, just to give us a lowdown about what the hell is Active Root, you know, some of you might know what it is some of these might not so he's going to tell you all about that and you know some of the sort of considerations when it comes to to fueling when you're when you're out for your you know your your sunday long run no doubt i think will might be the first yorkshireman we've had on trs oh, looking oh, forward really? to his yorkshire draw oh. coming on yeah well, yeah it's all entertaining but one one thing i want to before we get going into results and stuff one thing because a lot of people we mentioned at the end of the show maybe people don't listen all the way to the end shorts we are as frustrated as you are, we've had a nightmare with the with the provider. It's just been uh pardon my friends, it's been a fucking shambles is what it's been. <laughs> so we have read the riot act to them uh last week. We're there's it's moving that it apparently is moving now. Um we're so frustrated and we're very we're very uh unfortunate at the moment we seem to be tied to one provider because it's such a not Yeesh. as you would imagine, it's not easy to get a tartan print. So there's um, anyway, so we're gonna we've given them a, a week to pull their finger out and sort this out. Um, so yeah, stand by. Our a thousand apologies to you all. As we said previously, anyone who who said look enough's enough, let us know. We can refund you, no problem. But we promise you, if you hang on and wait, it's going to be worth it. Um, and the minute they're there, and actually, I'm back in Scotland quite soon. So actually, maybe Kel and I will just do an afternoon together and just do a a mass bag and tag and get them yeah. out uh, ASAP. You know, if, you one... live in the, if you live in the Aberdeen area, maybe even, even pick them up if you want to get them super <laughs> fast. Yeah, you so, a thousand yeah. apologies. And yeah, we, we do appreciate your patience. We are uh, super frustrated about it, but we are, um, yeah, it's good. We, there's not many excuses we can give to be quite honest at this stage. It's just, uh, um, it's just slow. So we will bring them to you. We are on it. Don't you worry. Well said, Tommy. Well said. I've I've saw the emails. Uh, you know, we've been heckling them and throwing stones at their windows, and it's been uh, it's been pretty tough. You know, and it, and and these things sometimes can take take a while, but with furlough and things like that, COVID. But yeah. anyway, we're on it as as Tommy said. So um, so anyway, before we you know before we get get stuck into Mikey Wright's interview, he's, he is going to be coming on in a few minutes. Um, but we will sort of, I suppose we can tee the show up with your training, Tommy. You know, like in, in, in two minutes, how's your training been? Uh, do you know what, mate? I've, I've, I said to you before we came on, I've been, motivation's been up and down the last few weeks without any real races. I've gotten back on the bike. I do this every year, May, June, I get, I watch the Spring Classics, I watch the Giro and I suddenly want to be a cyclist. So I'm back on the bike. I've been doing <laughs> quite a lot of riding the last few weeks. Um, and I actually crashed yesterday. 
Saw that on your, on your Strava. Holy yeah, holy. my what? knees. My what? knees. I've I haven't had. I've got not very much flesh on my knees. So I, I, long story short, I was coming back through Versailles, and there was a there was a bit of gravel. A car tried to pull into the bike lane, so I turned to the right to go around him, and my the bike just went out from underneath me, and I, my knee took the brunt of it. But anyway, I ran today. I actually biked today as well, so it, it should be okay. Um, I'm actually off to the Alps uh, in ten days. Uh, to do some cycling to watch the Dauphiné. So my plan is now, I'm keeping a base running of like I don't know, 50, 80k a week, but I'm doing a bit of, quite a lot of cycling for another four, six weeks. And then once we get into July or end of June, I'll really get the marathon work going. So that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I love how you're saying. Usually you come on the show and you say you, you go, you, you know, you're doing about 70 miles a week. And, and now you're, because you're doing less, Less miles, you're doing 50 to 80k a week. Well, you don't have a metric man these days. That's uh, <laughs> it's not uh, you can make it sound more than it actually is, yeah, exactly. It was it makes me feel less rubbish when I look at my <laughs> my, my weekly total. I'm like, I've done 50k, and I go, wait a minute, that's only well, about 30 miles. You, you look at these guys, these triathlon stars, they're only you know doing about 10k of running a week, and they're, they're running sub 40 minute 5ks, so if it works, for, but they're doing all the exactly. cycling, you know. So it's exactly. not going to be a huge dampener to your fitness, no doubt. But you know, you 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 always seem to have issues with your knee. Yeah, you need to. I don't know what you should be doing. I've got a plan. Yeah. I've got. I've. Uh, I've. James Cruikshank Physio Runs put me onto this thing called AIM. Uh, it's like the wedge. Have you ever heard of that? The wedge? No, just um, just uh, no. wedge salad. AIM is um. What's it called? Anatomy in Motion, which is a, a physio, which I'm a guy who does this thing called the wedge, and it's uh these wedges sounds, are anyway. That's what I'm using. So uh, uh, we'll see. That sounds quite brutal, whatever this wedge is. Uh, but yeah, I'll maybe well, I'll maybe go into more detail once I've started using it properly. <laughs> but, it's okay, folks. It's a podcast. It's not visual, so you're exactly. fine. <laughs> tell us. So we've got two minutes till Mikey jumps in. Tell us what you're. Tell us what you're training. About a minute here. Well, my train has been going. Come see, come see, Tommy. Come see, come see. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm moving. I'm doing some miles. Of, I was gonna, I was potentially gonna do a trial race for the World Trail Champs in July, but the, the fact that you know, baby number two's, you know, cooking away just now, uh, it's gonna be a bit of a, you know, it's gonna, you know, there's a lot of things going on with work, race, race prep for the Murray Coastal Fifty. That's you know, Murray's back out of lockdown. As out of lockdown, it's, you know, it's gone from level, tier three to tier two. So, I'm um, I'm just bubbling away in the background, Tommy, and you know, focusing the, my efforts on uh, on potentially running a hundred k in in August and trying to get a quicker time than I did two years ago. Um, you know, d- details to be disclosed in next week's episode. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean. I'm 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 doing all right, you know. I'm I'm doing what I'm thinking because I've got baby number two coming in. You know, Logan was two weeks early, uh, which for me means mid June could be when when baby number two comes. So I I feel a little bit, you know, I'm always a bit. And when Logan came, Debbie literally hatched in like an hour uh, of of her waters breaking and being in the hospital. So. I don't want to run the risk of going out for five hours in the hills and, yeah, <laughs> and then she goes, she's breaking her waters. I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry, love. I'm like, I've got a few hours. I've still got another couple of hours to get to the <laughs> car. You know? uh, I just don't think it'll go down well. And uh, so I kind of want to be there just to support that sort of journey. And, you know, obviously to be at the birth as well. Um, 
But uh, but yes, I'm doing a little bit more treadmill sessions and I'm quite enjoying them. I'm finding going on the, in, I never, you know, I, I said to myself after that treadmill challenge, that ridiculous treadmill challenge, that I'm never going to treadmill again. I've never trained in one. But here I am jumping on the treadmill and, you know, giving it a full beans. And I'm actually enjoying the sessions I'm doing. It's quite, quite fun. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going out and I'm, I'm, and I get a good, you get a good sweat when you go on the treadmill. Whereas if you're outside and it's cold, you don't feel like you've worked that much, you know? So you actually know that you, you've had a real good workout in the training. You're, you're one of these guys, so, all, so half of your training is not visible on Strava. So, all, oh, so you're, actually, you're actually doing not, a fair amount not, more training than I thought then. Not visible. It means that I'm not hiding my workouts like some of the idiots would do, but it's, uh, I've got nothing to hide here. You know, it's, I just kind of be sticking it on Strava because it takes me about... You know, it takes me about five minutes to upload my workouts. If I was to put all my sessions on Strava manually, it, I could do. I could have done another twenty miles outside, you know, or on the treadmill. Nice. So I, I just, um, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry if anyone does follow me on Strava. I'm like the worst person to to follow because if you want to take advice of what sort of training I do, because I never really upload all my workouts. But I've got to say, I'm averaging about seventy miles a week. That's my, nice. That's my number, and it's been like that fairly consistently for the last sort of two or three months. Anyway, it's been it's been quite good. I've been in, nice. I've been enjoying my running, uh, but I've also been aware not to. I I, I don't I, I as I said last time, I don't want to be just going to ninety hundred miles a week for no reason. Um, because it's and from now until August, there's no re, there's no races for me. I can't mm-hmm. see anything on this calendar that's exciting me. You know, or, and even even in after June, we're gonna have two kids, you know. I kind of look after myself mm. at the best of times. So <laughs> um and uh so so yeah I need to put up put most of some energy into you know looking after the you know Logan and uh Debbie and and then you know baby number two when when they hatch. Mm. And uh one thing I'm gonna say any listeners who've got two kids and you know the runners uh then you know any advice would be hugely appreciated that's for sure. So very good well Exciting time. So our, our guest is here, but one thing I'm just gonna let, I want to put something on the like on put a pin in this to come back to the hundred mile treadmill world record was broken a couple weeks ago. I did see that. See that. So oh. let's 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 come back to that because Mikey Wright is uh is is in the waiting room. So Mikey, as we said, you know we've had Mikey on before. If you don't know Mikey, you should know him. Um, and he's also, <laughs> as, but he's now a former former runner. He's retired now. <laughs> he's now uh, <laughs> he's now, he's now coaching, but he's also the uh, race director for the Monument Mile. So here comes Mikey. He looks like a man who's been out coaching in the wet. Oh, he's, he's on me, isn't he? Surely, Mikey, he, he, he's someone who's always on Zoom and he can't even mute himself. <laughs> Good point. Good there point. <laughs> How are you? Welcome back. How are you doing, Mikey? Uh, burst. Totally burst. Oh, really? <laughs> so is that, is that sweat? Is that rain? What's been going on? Are you outside I'm literally just out of the shower. I'm literally just out of the shower having come in from a run. Oh, so, very good. Uh, yeah, feeling, feeling a bit tired and jaded from... Uh, um friday and then plenty of celebrating afterwards as well very good well congratulations it looked amazing from the from the youtube feed or the the feed online looked sensational yeah it was it was it was tremendous uh couldn't have gone any better and um 
Are we are we are we recording by the way? Is this, oh yeah, we, we're recording. Yeah, recording. Yeah, it is, yeah, we're recording. Yeah, yeah. We don't cut, tea, we'll, tea up, so anything. No, we'll cut anything that's not working. But yeah, crack on. <laughs> yeah, no, it uh, couldn't have gone any better. And um, yeah, so many, so much work by so many people just to to make it happen. And yeah, we were just hanging on. We were hanging on for as long as we possibly could to just just make it happen. And the athletes and the coaches and the officials and everyone has been waiting so long. For, for something kind of a significant nationwide track event to happen that we, we just we're I think my view was if we need to postpone it with three or four days notice people will understand yeah and we'll just need to do that but until such time let's just keep pushing it forward and and driving driving thing forward uh for for for, for everyone's benefit brilliant how many uh so how many runners actually took part then Mikey well, we, we allowed space for 30 races yeah. and we had, in the end, we got 27. So oh, amazing. there was about 324 athletes, but then a, a few folk didn't turn up and all the rest of it. So I reckon it's somewhere over 300, but I'll, I'll need to check, but we're, we're around the 300 mark, I think. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and in terms of, you know, the the actual sort of organization of, 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 of doing it, you know, it's not as easy as it used to be when it comes to <laughs> organizing. Yeah. What was, what was that like organizing that a race for, for so many runners? Yeah. I mean, it's, if you're just doing the same race, obviously just mile race after mile race and everyone knows what they're doing. Um, it's not yeah. like in that, that part of it's quite straightforward, but liaising with so many stakeholders and obviously we've got our sponsors we've got the university of sterling yeah. we've got scottish athletics we've got um all the officials all the volunteers so there is a lot of emails and someone you guys yourselves will be aware of you, you guys know what it's like organizing races so yeah there was a lot of work um and but i mean having having a team at central where people are passionate about it they want to volunteer. They want to. They want to help make races happen. Yeah. I think I must have been emailing, going back and forth with our secretary about six times a day on entries yeah. for about a three or four <laughs> week period in the run up to it. Yeah. Um, the University of Stirling needed to be kept in the loop. We were liaising with the the measurement company to get the fifteen hundred meter split captured. Of course. Liais- liaising with the drone guy. So uh, liaising with Scottish Athletics events team as well. So um yeah wow. it was a, it was a lot of work but it went seamlessly on the night and yeah I, th- I think just having such a strong volunteering team within the club and people that are are willing to step up people like Matthew Sutherland who who ran an awesome social media campaign for the duration did he very good yeah nice. Nice. he was running the whole he was running the whole show social media <laughs> and he, and and he paced uh, as well I saw <laughs> and he paced and he paced the women's race for the second yeah. year in a row no <laughs> 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 so it was yeah it was tremendous it was tre- and Jillian, Jillian Marchant who's our secretary who was going back and forth with constantly and our pacers and Hamish Hickey who looked after the live feed and got that all set up for us so oh, cool. yeah a lot of people in the background doing a hell of a lot of work to to make it happen and it was uh yeah it was worth it was worth all the emails That's and how did it how did it progress from the previous uh iteration number two was it bigger was it was it a bigger uh event this time so we allowed for 24 races last time around, and I can't remember how many we've, I don't think we would have had the full 24 last September, but we, we had space for 24. And then this year it was like, right, let's push it to 30. 
people are going to be desperate to race. And we filled 20. We, we sold out at 30, but then people come and go and they, they, they can't make it for whatever reason. And you try and get people off the waiting list, which was about 70, 70 people big. Wow. So we got to 27 in the end. And wow. um, yeah, we tightened up the program a little bit. So instead of allowing 10 minutes in between the races, we allowed nine minutes and that worked. Um, so yeah, it's just, just, trying to, just trying to accommodate as many athletes as we possibly could whilst recognizing that it's a volunteer a volunteering team that are out in the the, the cold and the rain for um four yeah. hours four and a half hours straight so you, you, there's a there's a balance to be struck obviously with with just catering for the athletes and looking after the volunteers and the officials mm-hmm. one one thing that strikes me is um traditionally we we have races for 5k park runs and 10ks and halves and marathons are all fairly you know, cross-country races, whereas mile, a mile race is something that, I, you know, looking at the numbers of athletes, it's something that surprised me, the amount of people who travel just for a mile, you know, which, I mean, back in my day, I would do anyway as a junior, but but as, a, you know, some, 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 you know, various people who maybe don't do mile races decided to do it, which I thought was quite fascinating. Um, so what, what was the, the sort of range of, of, of athletes who, who took part? You know, do you, is it, I'm sure this, you probably haven't even looked at the stats, but it must be quite a, you know, quite a, a big range because we obviously had juniors to, 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 to master's athletes, one of which we'll, we'll talk about as well. Um, and uh, yeah, what was, what was that like, you know, that sort of number of different athletes running? Yeah, you're right. It, it just covered all ages and it covered all kind of abilities and, and everyone wanted to come along and do it. And so I think you had you had your usual kind of keen track, competing yeah. track athletes to a relatively high level club, kind of high, high achieving club athletes. You had them. Then you had your five and 10K kind of running community yeah. who will run for a club but wouldn't tend to do track who, who came along because there's not a lot else happening, I think, and, and keen to try something different. Yeah. And then you had your kind of parkrun community as well. And yeah. parkrun's obviously mm-hmm. suffering so badly at the moment yeah. that there's just an opportunity for them to get together and do a race together. Yeah. So yeah. I think you're covering three significant bases there. And within that, you're cover- and within each of those, you've got athletes from the ages of nine all the way up to well into their 60s. And I think, uh, yeah, well into their 60s. So yeah, uh, yeah we... we Care for so many athletes and and hopefully similar to last year people who might not have done track miles they, they came in September they enjoyed it they enjoyed the experience and they want to try and better their time and do better so yeah um there's I a think that's important because yeah. in, in today's track can be quite intimidating I think for yeah, outsiders say, you know it seems quite it's almost got this elitist feel to it but actually I think what you're doing and, and that is that's the way to open it up yeah and I think um just um, chatting to our, our, our kind of some of our sponsors as well. They loved having youngsters up against vet athletes in the same races. They absolutely loved it. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And uh, the open graded format, and and that I, I guess that makes it less intimidating when you're when you're just covering all age, all ages and abilities. That yeah. that everyone's welcome and everyone can come and do a, a track mile race with a with 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 a official timing and fifteen hundred meter splits and just something a bit different. That's brilliant. Right. And talking about you know some of the the athletes that took part, uh, Fiona Matheson was was running, and uh, you know I, I'll let you kind of tee this one up since it's your baby. Well, Fiona's not your baby, but uh, you know, the race is. But <laughs> so tell us how uh, Fiona got on. 
So yeah, she she was in race four and um, her husband was in contact with us tentatively about uh, three or four weeks out or no, maybe it's longer than that. Just kind of saying, look, this is coming up. Fiona um, has recently turned 60 and we are targeting this track mile race for a V60 record. And this is the UK record. And this is the uh, and this is the, the world record as well. So I think the, the world record was 539 and the UK record was 542. So um, I, I think Fiona is quite a modest uh, lady and I yeah. think we were keen yeah. not to, to push it particularly hard in the run up to it. So we were aware of it in the commentary box and, and the message from her husband, Grant, who was kind of there to pace her was, um, you might want to start talking about it during the race. So we kind of got into it during the race and we, and then with a lap to go, we thought that this is actually going to happen here. And then she uh, she had a strong last lap finish, great home straight and came in for, she ran her 1500 meter split in 517 and she came through the finish line in 541.65 for a, wow. a UK V60 v- record. So That's amazing. Yeah, tremendous. Yeah, absolutely and tremendous. It's a, I was, uh, I watched the YouTube video of her. She's so modest, you know, like nothing, nothing happened. Just, a, just another day, you know. Doesn't want to have any sort of, uh, you know, limelight at all. Really, she was, yeah. was such a, such a modest, um, such a modest lady, and and she's been a top athlete in the senior ranks for a number she of has. years as well. Uh, so yeah, well done, to Fiona, for that. And no doubt, you know, like the, what were the, what were the conditions like, you know, because. That's a British record, but from what I hear, the, the conditions weren't that favourable in the day, which is... Yeah, so that was race four, and I think the first half, up to race maybe, I don't know, maybe 12, it was pretty blustery, and there was light rains coming in, so it really wasn't ideal. So I think my understanding is that Fiona's off to find another track, mile somewhere in the UK, <laughs> during the next month ahead to get that world record knocked in the head, which I'm sure she'll do if she gets a, a nice weather and good conditions. Oh. Oh, no, so, yes, yeah. So, yeah, so, and then it gradually did get better and there might have been a little bit of wind towards the end for the elite races, but there really wasn't much and it dried up. So, yeah, it, it got better as the night went on. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So what's coming, so what's, uh, so looking ahead then, I guess Monument Mile 4 must be, that must be happening. Is the, the plans to grow this? Are we going to see some uh, beers and barbecues and this sort of thing, taking it to the next level? Monument, well, Monument Mile 5. We just had Monument Mile 5. Four. Sorry, was so that 4? Sorry, beg your pardon. Four. That was 4. Already, so we're going for, yeah, so we're going for, I mean, the first two were a glorified Central AC open graded event for a bunch of youngsters, right. to be honest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had delusions of grandeur, and it took me a couple a couple more years than I would like to to have got it to the to the heights that we've got it to. But um, nice. yeah, I think I think we're, I think the, the way I view it, and, and hopefully the rest of the, the team share the view, is that we should be bending over backwards to to create attractive mile races, and I think I look at Highgate. Highgate's obvious example. Like, how do we how do we serve? How do we care for athletes? How do we make it exciting for athletes? How do we create an atmosphere for athletes? And I think every year we're thinking, what can we physically do to make this more exciting? So if we're not if we're not analysing what we're doing every year and trying to better it, we're not doing we're not doing the right thing. I don't think so. This year it was fifteen hundred meter split and put a drone in the air. Next year, I don't know, whatever whatever we can think of to make it attractive and make it fun and and um, just be a, a fun race to do. And I think, yeah, I think there's so much to learn from what Highgate have done. And I guess in our own way, in our own track 
mildly we're 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 learning from them and we just want to just keep pushing it and treating treating the athletes like like clients as well like you Mm -hmm. you you want to as i say you want to make it fun you want to you want to serve their needs and um yeah that that i think that's the kind of kind of philosophical take we have on it and and just trying to make it bigger and better every year well, well done. I think it's great. It's great what you guys are doing. And it's great to see race organizers in Scotland stepping up because it's, uh, I know a lot of people complain about, and we have, we, we've all shared our, our grievances with uh, regulations and government, but at the same time, it's great to see track, uh, to see race organizers stepping up and making them happen. So Brilliant. well done. And before you go, uh, Mikey, you know, what's, uh, you know, we, we don't, we didn't really give you a voice to, 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 you know, when, when you retired from running, like, <laughs> te- te- Tell us in the horse's mouth what, what what the reasons were and you know what's what are the main focuses for for you you know as as a dad you know as a as a coach and and whatever else you're up to these days. Yeah, so I got my marathon nailed in I think it was October down in England, which shouldn't have really happened. It was kind of Cheshire was or Cheshire was was pushed out and yeah. then this one turned up in York in an airfield in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so it went down, did it, aiming for sub 225, yeah. ran 225. And um, my my watch was saying I was bang on, but it was like 10 laps of this thing. So I think, oh. so I was like, got got down this home straight and I can see the finish line about a thousand meters down the road and the oh. watch clicks for a marathon. And I'm like, and it was, oh. it was saying like um, 224 and I'm like, oh. And, uh, <laughs> get get to get to the finish line in 225 something or other and I got it done and I was thinking to myself I didn't really think about retiring in the run-up to it but given where we were with the pandemic and I was thinking there's no way I'm going to get a major marathon done within the next 12 months so I can keep I can keep bursting myself for another 12 months for that I'm what am I 34 now so and I, I just, I didn't think I was going to run any quicker than I ran that day. I thought, like, I've, you know what it's like, you, you, you train so hard and there's only so many hours in the day and you're juggling family and you're juggling work. Yeah. And I just thought, I don't think there's much else I can get off that. And 2.25 is pretty good. And yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get, I don't have it in me to run a sub 2.20. So, and I, I, I was also conscious that there was so there's so many guys in the club at, at Central and there's, they're always looking for coaches. And I kind of thought I, I would like to be a coach in the future. So it just kind of seemed like a, a, a good time that yeah. I, I kind of I'd achieved a good marathon. Yeah. The, clubs look, the club was crying out for coaches. I'm not going to get another major. I'm not going to get a major marathon done within the next year, probably. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of made sense. And I just thought... Um, let's get into the coaching thing. So yeah, I've been doing that since uh, since November or so, and uh, it's been full on, but it's been it's been really good. It's been great. Oh, amazing. Well, 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 you know, such such a wise wise, you know, such a what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, a, a wise head on top of your shoulder. I don't know <laughs> what is it. Come on, guys, what is it? What a wise, wise head, head on your shoulders. That's a guy, Tommy. That's a guy. Yeah. Well, well, the good thing is, you know, Mikey is. You know, it gives up the the younger runners an opportunity to to be in the first, you know, the central eighteen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know that you've been hogging that for many many years. So yeah, you know, I, I think that's that's awful kind of you as well. And yeah, be be great to have you back on. So definitely, thanks very much, Mikey. Great. Definitely. Cheers, guys. All Cheers, the best. Speak soon.
Right. Thank you, Mikey. And from one interview to another, we're going to bring in our next guest, Will Townsend, uh, co-founder of Active Root. Here we go. Hello, Will. How are you doing, mate? Good yourself. You all right, guys? Yeah, yeah. thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's good to finally, uh, you know, come on this show. Great. I think Gash Gash was on it before, wasn't he? Yeah, I think Gash yeah. on a bit of a show. I'm, I'm sure you can give a better uh, a better outward opinion of of active route though after the Gash came on after quite a few beers. <laughs> That's right. So we, I mean, we we ramble a lot in here about Active Root. We're big fans of what you guys do, both big consumers of Active Root. But actually, a lot of our listeners it's been a couple of years since since we had Gash on. So, give for new listeners, tell us who is that, who are Active Root. Who are Active Root? Um, so it is a natural ginger sports drink, um, and ginger is good for your stomach. So the idea is that you know you're doing a marathon or training training hard and sometimes you get a dodgy stomach and the ginger inactive root offsets that so it keeps you feeling good uh, helps you perform and keeps you going um, and it's got energy in it and electrolytes so it keep, keeps you uh, topped up keeps you hydrated and um, it comes in drinks and gels and uh, we make a low calorie version and um, so and we're from scotland so we're based in lone head and there's there's four of us. Uh, we're the only sports drink in Scotland if you discount Iron Brew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is, it, is, this is this recording? Oh, yeah. It is recording. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we, we, uh, we go straight in. We can edit if you want. You know, you can start again, but we... Uh... <laughs> so nervous. Um... <laughs> But the thing about what what I uh, I mean I remember I've got I remember years ago you guys give me some some samples and I've I've still got what I'm now claiming is a collector's item of that original active root bottle with the original logo the one that looked like uh, I think there was the, before you went for the fox you had a pretty quite a phallic logo for a while <laughs> speaking about yeah um, it's gone, but, gone through a bit of an evolution uh, but, yeah it was initially it looked a bit like a sort of tree slash phallus yeah. um, but you know since day one though you've had such a it's such a tasty drink and that's you know first and foremost there's nothing worse than drink you know when you pick up a sports drink that just tastes like shit and and you yeah. drink it for the sake of it and it's you you're, you've been onto a winner the whole time there in terms of first and foremost it tastes great um it's and uh yeah the the benefits of that you talk about with, with ginger is it's uh we know loads of people in the northeast certainly who are big fans yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we've been around for four years now and we just started out in the back room of my house, um, just the two of us. Um, and now we're in a sort of large, large warehouse uh, wow. in a lone, lone head. There's, there's four of us. We're recruiting another person. And um, I think, I think as you say, one of the things is people like the taste and it's, all, it's an all natural product. So, you know, there's no artificial sweeteners in it. Um, you know, it's it's what you what it does what it says on the tin really, and um, you know I think people like that. You don't need like a PhD in chemistry to yeah. to understand what what it's got in it. So yeah. we've sort of built built up this following in Scotland, where you know ultra runners, uh, triathletes, cyclists they they use our drinks and gels, and you know we we've sort of just gone from there and it's sort of kind of snowballed a bit despite despite COVID last year, you know, we're sort of 
still still going, still in the game, still on the on the yeah. roller coaster. Nice, um, nice, nice. <laughs> so that must have been a tough year then. I mean, because one thing with Active Route I've always been impressed with is that how many events you're at. You're you're really present at events in Scotland, and I guess with those being cancelled, how that must is it, how tough a year has it been? Uh, yeah, I mean, as you say, you know, 2019 we, we did a hell of a lot of events around Scotland, around um, the north of England, and even down into London a few times. And not having that, you know, outlet means you just can't meet people or or, or get people to to try your drinks, and and it just makes it really hard to to get people, you know, trying the stuff. Um, so we've had to, you know, do our best to rely on on online and trying to tell people our story on just just through online is quite tough. So mm-hmm. this year we're we're really looking forward to to getting out there again and doing as many uh, events as we possibly can and you know uh, just just trying to trying to sort of meet new people as I say and get 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 people drinking the stuff. I think uh, you know personally for me once you try it you, you don't go back you know I mean I, I met the treadmill challenge I was having active route and I was like active route active route and I was like <laughs> filling up my sashes and. And even like I, I've got quite a good gut, you know. I don't really be, and, and I'll say, you know, I won't be sick, but I have been sick in races. But like the ginger element, just I, I think I'd be fine in any sports drink. But I actually love the ginger like flavor, um, and there's mm-hmm. all these different sort of flavors you guys have gotten and, and various strands of ginger, which uh, you know, not ginger is not everyone's cup of tea, but I've. One thing I've been impressed by with you guys is, you know, you're keen to get people to try it, you know, with sample packs and things like that, which we mm-hmm. can chat about, no doubt. Um, and, you know, once you try it, it's it's great stuff. And even if, uh, like, when you're doing that, like, big runs, like, like in your ultra runs, even if you think, for me anyway, likely I'm not going to be sick, but I feel that I'm not going to be sick if I'm drinking active mm-hmm. food, which is also a big thing because the moment you're sick something's not right in your stomach something's not right that there's, yeah. there's some sort of you know you, i'm sure you'll have a better idea in the the sort of um the, the sort of the, the physiology of of um fluid intake and things like that but um but yeah i i've i've i kind of almost feel like the moment i'm drinking it the, the the chances of me vomiting and losing fluids the wrong way is, is is hugely reduced, and um, I think the the, the 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 stuff's pretty you know helps me a lot. Anyway, one thing I'm going to ask is um, you've got Active Roots, so tell us a little bit about the different types of products that you have. So you've got you've obviously got the sports drink, you've got some of the gels, and you've got various strands to that as well. T- tell us a little bit about what what the sort of products are that Active Root have. We've got three three sort of main uh, product lines. We have a, a sort of sports drink, which is uh, provides you with energy and electrolytes. Then we've got uh, just a sort of straight up electrolyte drink, which is low calorie, um, and you know has increased electrolytes. Then we have a, a gel, which yeah. is uh, you know obviously you can put that uh, take that with you in your training and racing. So um, so yeah yeah the, uh, the they're all centered around ginger. Um, so yeah, the, the the standard one gives you gives you energy and electrolytes. Um, this comes in three flavors. So if you if you like ginger, then it, it, our main flavor is great. But then if you don't like ginger at all, we have uh, two other flavors, which is our peppermint flavor. 
peppermint and ginger, so it's like cooling um, is the peppermint and the, the warmth of the ginger is kind of counterbalance yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have a, if you don't like sort of particularly strong sweet flavors, we have a green tea. So that's quite almost mm -hmm. sort of, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say savory, but you know, if you've ever tried green tea, yeah exactly and then we have um our zero sort of low calorie version which um again is quite mild uh, it's got uh, eight calories in it per drink oh, wow. and uh, so yeah not 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 many at all um, and then we, uh, we do another version of our electrolyte which has uh, double the amount of sea salt in it so it has 800 milligrams so say you're doing a, a really sort of long ultra run or it's really hot or you know you're working particularly hard or you're one of these people who sweats a lot um the extra sort of sea salt in that one um, can really sort of benefit you and then finally we've got a, a gel product which is a eco-friendly sort of alternative to gel and standard gels so you you put it in a soft flask uh, you can put three servings in a in a soft flask and this means, uh, you know, instead of carrying three single-use sachets and maybe, you know, having to drink a whole one in one go and throw it, maybe, you know, then you've got a sticky wrapper. You just have it in your sort of soft flask and it keeps it all clean and easy. Just keep it in your pocket. And that comes in uh, three flavors. So we have a, a ginger one again. And then we've got a caffeinated version. And so if you want an extra buzz, extra boost, this will... Oh, wow. Uh, Nice. Uh, sort, sort you out, and then we do a, a chocolate version. So there's sort of something for everyone, really. You know, along the sort of gel gel line. Um, nice. And as I say, the main thing is it's sort of uh, eco-friendly. Uh, you don't need single-use plastic wrappers, and and it's easy to store. It's easy to mix. Um, I think it's I think yeah. it's great. I mean, I we we did uh, the gels. I, I have to confess, when we Gas gave us a, a trial last year, we did a. I the chocolate one didn't I didn't I didn't like it. I have to admit I, it wasn't for me. My wife yeah, yeah, Fiona yeah. loves it, but I got the other one, the original, and it, it's amazing. And what I really liked about it was, if you take say you're carrying two three gels with you, you once you open it, you've got to have all that gel in once. But I actually liked the idea of just sipping away at a gel as I went along. As you say, the not carrying rubbish and I haven't done a marathon since. But my next marathon, which hopefully will be London this year, I'm planning on just carrying an active route soft flask from the start because I mean I'm I'm going to be carrying three gels anyway. I might as well just I mean, be able to take thing, yeah. gel whenever yeah. I want a bit one every mile, every every three miles, whatever, every ten k. So um, no, I was really impressed with that. I thought it was really uh, yeah. In a world where I'm watching the Giro at the moment and they're so hot on on littering and cyclists, I think it's great to see that. Uh, because there's nothing worse than seeing some trails, some trails, ah, some old gel yeah. wrappers on them, you know. So I think it's great what you guys are doing to do that. Yeah, really combat that. Yeah, I mean, you, you see marathon courses, and they're just often, you know, city city marathons oh. strewn with uh, sticky gels on the floor. <laughs> just just can't even take them, and they just chuck them on the floor. And you know, it's it's not really what what you want to sort of message you want to be sending out to to people who are sort of you know onlookers of of, of running. And yeah. So yeah, you know, I think in our very small way, but we're sort of making a bit of a difference, um, you know, in moving away from, you know, just using tons of plastic. And, you know, it, we've only been going a year with gel mix and it, it really has sort of, sort of grown steadily, even though, you know, people haven't been racing so much. People want to try it, um, you know, when they're training for, you know, long runs and things. So 
yeah, we're really uh, hopeful this year that you know, now people are back racing and it'll, it'll sort of be something people use. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What's, um, one thing I was going to ask was the you talk about all the different the different people who are using your product. Like, what what is the main sort of market? Then is it is it obviously long you know endurance runners? We we are endurance athletes. Um, but is is there a mix of is it mainly runners or is it mainly cyclists or what's the, the sort of have you got any of that sort of data that you you can kind of um, maybe not necessarily share with us, but you know, know what your target market is and know the sort of yeah who you're aiming, who you're mainly. Well, we know. At. Yeah, I mean, we know we know that there's a lot of the, the sort of Scottish running community yeah. that, that drinks active route. So you know, I think on that that front, we you know just from we get predominantly we go to running races, but also um, you know triathlon. We go to the Aberfeldy yeah. Aberfeldy Half Ironman every every year, and yeah, there's quite a sort of uptake there for the cyclists and, and yeah, people okay. have, a, have, a good, have a good swig of it when they come out from the swim yeah um and yeah just just uh we've been to a few mountain biking races up in uh, fort william so um you know people use it for enduro and sort of cross-country mountain biking and the same with uh sportifs so like ro- road cycling you know i see people cycling around edinburgh uh, with the, the active route bottle oh nice <laughs> so you know we, we we're sort of we're getting out there and we've done a few sportives uh, down south and you sort of see just through where people are buying the stuff uh where you know you can kind of remember which event you were at based on the sort of locality um, yeah so yeah but then also you know people who play team sports um we see a bit of that mm. and um a few years back we uh before before they got promoted, we we sponsored uh, Livingston Football Club. Did you? Um, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now I don't know. I don't know. They might be a bit too big for us now. They're in the Premier League, but um, uh, yeah, we certainly uh, we, we don't. Nobody really tells us particularly what what they're using it for when they buy it. But we know we know just from from being at events that um, yeah, who they are and what they're yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bit of a mixture. Yeah. One thing I'm going to ask now, you know, we're talking about the use for 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 athletes, endurance athletes, and uh, in, in particular runners, based on the type of you know podcast we are and the listeners. But one, probably the best, you know, the second best use of active route for me is not just the taste, but you know, it's for hangovers. It's the perfect. <laughs> it's the perfect combination. Now, is there any evidence? You know, what what is the sort of uh, evidence to s- suggest that? Uh, you know, active route is the best hangover cure. Is that is is there any evidence in that? Then? <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, just to sort of give you a fairly sort of you know standard prosaic answer, it's uh, you know it's got salt, it's got electrolytes in it, it's got yeah. you know when you're feeling particularly rough, you know you're obviously wanting a drink, and people people do like it because of the ginger as well because it helps you know your mm. stomach stomach churning after too many. Uh, too many brew dogs, you know. It's uh, <laughs> so um, brew dog to active route. So we'll be going after it. What, what I think some, a few people have told us, you know, if they've gone on a big night out and they have it pre-prepared in the fridge for the following morning, so it's nice to chilled in a okay. bottle. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. That's uh, 
that's that's some serious commitment there. I thought you were going to say they take the active gel throughout the night, just sipping away at it, just to just to keep the stomach in check while they're on the beers. <laughs> I'm sure that's oh. never. But now, now the other thing I was wanting to ask, like we we want to do, you know, basically tartan running shorts is all talk. A lot of the time we're just all talk. We say we're going to do these things and they never come to fruition. But we want to do an, a, 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 a tartan running shorts beer mile. Now, not everyone drinks beer. Not everyone will want to drink a, um, you know, like a, a non-alcoholic beer. Now, an active root beer mile, or whatever you would call it. What would you call it, Tommy? Would it be a, the, a, I would say the active root mile. The active root mile. Now, now there you go. That's uh, that's something that I think, you know, you can promote yourselves, but with our, our name tag on it, because we've just given you the idea. Or you can do a or you can jump, Or you can lunch. jump on, exactly. Yeah, I think the collab would be a better idea. Uh, would, it, now, would it have I, some like um, spirits in it or something? Would it be a sort of uh, no? This would be the, this or... this would be the the option for the people who don't drink. This would be like the the dry option. But, but so it makes it, 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 there probably needs to be an element of sort of. It, it might end up tasting a bit too nice. Like <laughs> just drinking a, a sports drink every sort of quarter of a mile. That's true. Yeah, it's, if you performance enhancing, yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, still tight. Well, it's still. Well, we well, could. Uh, yeah. I, well, I tell you what. I tell you what. Well, I mean, you know, Tom and I, you know, like we say, we couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery if we tried. But but James James Waldy, you know, he's he's your guy to organise this collab. It definitely got me thinking about it. Well, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we, uh, the Axis Route headquarters is next to the Stewart's Brewery. Oh, um, so now we're cooking on Yatia. I reckon I can pull those guys in. Um, oh, this is, yeah, uh, I can just sort of picture the scene, uh, you know, start and finish, go past the Active Route office, go past the Stewart's Brewery. Oh, this is, this uh, is great, man, this stuff. This what is, is it? Uh, like one pint, one pint. Every pint every, pint, every pint every quarter mile, yeah. yeah so I think, but then you, we can move a bit of creativity, whether it's a pint of active root or if you want to throw something in it as a as an option. Um, because it's such a varied drink. We had a few a couple of years ago, we had a lot of friends around for uh, uh, a gathering with some Christmas mulled wine and and warm active root, yeah, hot active root. It's the Christmas <laughs> drink for drivers. There's so many things you can do with it. You can make it into quite a nice sangria, people. Uh, you, know, you, oh. you mix up the, because we, uh, we, we, it was a bit of a hit for us at the winter. We, uh, we, we made a hot active root with, you know, seasonal spices and people, oh wow, you know, mi mixed it with hot red wine. That's, um, that sounds, but... uh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> oh, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. <laughs> no, so, I mean, but no, but I'm joking aside, it's uh, we see so many people in the northeast drinking it, and I've been, I've been, I've been out on the bike around. Paris now with the, with it on the bike down at the track. Uh, so so uh, we'll give it a bit of a push to some Brilliant. of the French audience as well. We've got um, the, oh. my, one of my one of our training pals over here is the French uh, ten thousand meter champion. So if I can get her on active route, that's the oh, that, that, that's that, that'd be the winner for you. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Really. <laughs> well, 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 uh, well. It's been a, a pleasure speaking to you. And um, and and you know, in terms of just before you go, in terms of events, you know, what's uh, what are the next sort of major events that, that are planned? I mean, that you know, I've personally uh, got you guys lined up to to help, you know, to to help um, feel the, the 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 fifty miler runners for the Muddy Coast Ultra and on the twelfth yeah. of June. Um, so, what else is happening? Yeah, that's it. And, and again, thank you for your support. And um, 
What's what no, else? No, no, it's really good to good to be involved in it, and you know, we're really looking forward to, to getting back out there and you know yeah. doing some stuff yeah. and not just being sat in the office. So. Oh no, yeah, it must but be. Yeah, but yeah, we've got a lot. Of, we've got a lot of events coming up. Um, the national running show, uh, which not not particularly Scottish, but it's uh, sort of down in uh, in Farnborough, down south. So that's in the beginning of June, and we're doing another ultra actually uh, in the north of England. Yeah, uh, St. Cuthbert's Way. Oh yeah. Um, and then we've got other. We've got the Keswick, the Keswick Mountain Festival. Yeah, nice. The the Aberfeldy um, Half Ironman. So then lots of other sort of smaller local events that we're doing around sort of the the Lothians. So uh, so yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to getting getting the products back out there and, and yeah. you know doing doing some stuff. Brilliant, brilliant. Well. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Will, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to the main event. You know, the the beer active route mile happening at the end of June. Here, here so. us, here <laughs> us, time active route. Yeah, let's yeah. make it happen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, uh, I'll be in touch about that one. All right, cool. Man. Oh, yeah. All right, right guys. Well, cheers, All guys. Well. Cheers, Kyle. Right. Cheers, Tom. All right, bye, bye, bye. Very good. Well, thank you, Will, for joining us. That's great to have uh, to have uh, that's both the co-founders of Active Root have been on now, and it's great. To, it's great to see that those guys are still going. It was a tough year for them, and most Scottish runners are are aware of of, of Active Root if they haven't um, tried it. So if you haven't tried it, you know we'll give we we we're not bullshitting here. It's not just because we know them, and it's a great product. Go to ActiveRoot.co.uk, I think it is, and, and and order your sample, or go to Run for It and pick it up. It's a really it's a great drink, which we we both thoroughly enjoy. Well, and that, you know, another thing that we thoroughly enjoy is watching athletics, Tommy. So, you know, we had uh, the transition there, Kyle. Look at that. Eh? Uh, we had the Loughborough International that was on. Um, now, I think there was a, a YouTube live video of it. Um, so, I've, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know, I've been, uh, I've, I've, I've kind of followed some of what happened at the Loughborough International, but you know, from a, a Scottish athletics standpoint, there was uh, there was some some decent performances. I've I've got to say, uh, we we you know we had um, we I think we had about seven seven victories, seven Scottish victories in the in the event. Uh, Zoe Clark, a local Aberdonian, she uh, she was the, the the captain, and she ended up winning uh, her event in. A, not um, the 400 meters i think she she ended up winning uh but we had who else do we have we had the high high jump as well uh you know will grimsey who's you know yep. again it's not tartan jumping shorts but uh you know we'll give will a good shout out i doubt he listens um and uh we had beth dobbin in the women's 200 meters who uh and we also had johnny glenn big johnny glenn uh, uh you know one of our, our guests interviews of of the show a few episodes ago he was doing a three thousand meter steeplechase. I saw that. Yeah. Bizarre. <laughs> now, uh, now that's. I, I listened again. I listened to his YouTube interview, and you know, pretty. Uh, it's not really what he's been doing. You go go from like I think that's what he used to end up specialising when he was a bit younger. But um, I thought it was quite interesting. You know, going from a half marathon to a three k, but not just a three k, but a steeplechase. Um, I've I've got no idea what time he ran, and I don't think the conditions look that great either but um without knowing without knowing the background to that i would guess that's 
Uh, maybe he's got and maybe steeple something he sees a future at. But I having when we spoke to Johnny and seeing his results, I think he for me he's got 10k half plus written all over him. So I would imagine it's maybe because there's not other opportunities at the moment to compete at that. But it's great. I'm you know I'm just really impressed. He's a guy who just goes out to compete. He'll take any opportunity he can to go out and compete with, by the looks of it, and that's that's brilliant. Real real hunger there, and not a bad run then. Nine oh eight. Is that what you ran? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, like, one is race. Some of these races aren't to do with times, which I which I like. You know, I like it's not a time trial sometimes. I like it being a race. You know, a race is a race. You mm. you want to race your competitors. You want to win. Doesn't matter how you win. It's not just about the fastest time. I, I quite like that, but I also like time trials too. Um, mm. But some of the other ra- runners we had on mid, the, the uh, debut uh, Scottish vest call up was Steve Mackay of Inverness Harriers, putting on the vest for the three thousand meters, and he clocked uh, an eight thirty three, um, and he was followed home by guests Freddie Carcass in fourth and Joe Arthur mm. in eighth. So yeah, a great a great race uh, from him. Stephen Mackay was second in that race. Um, I forgot to mention there. Third. And was he third? Was he, he was third? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go, folks. Um, and then we had Megan Keith as well, one of Stephen's clubmates, uh, who ran a, a nine nine twenty nine, which is a year under twenty qualifying time. So well done to, to Megan for that amazing run. Uh, Joe Ewan from Edinburgh AC three forty six. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's you know, we've got a lot of other runners and you know some of the shorter distances uh, who, who also were were racing as well. So well done to to everyone. The last sort of endurance type um, result I'm going to mention is Philippa Milage, uh, who ran a two oh nine at the eight hundred meters as well. So she got a fourth place there as well so there you go tommy it's, it's nice to be talking about results again eh? it is and and that was so that was sat that was on the weekend and it continued on we had the gates of diamond league was yesterday great to see diamond league back great to see in in, in england actually and we had a few scots in action um you know and it's really which is exciting as we kind of ramp towards firstly the british trials and then on to hopefully on to the olympics for a lot of them uh butchie was in action so butchie was in the men's five and I'll start by saying the conditions in Gateshead, we watched it last night, it was absolutely grim. And <laughs> Bucci looked a bit unfortunate because quite early on, they looked, there was a bit of a gap opened up between two groups and the first group went off and he was sat at the front of the back, the second group, and ended up doing a huge amount of work for them, um, which looked, but he still ran, he came back, sixth place, uh, a solid 13.23. We know he, he can and, and has run quicker than that. Um, we also had in the uh, women's, I'm going to start with the women's 15, because we had two Scottish girls in there, uh, Laura Muir and Ailish McCoggan. Ailish did a huge amount of work, basically since after the pacer dropped out after two and a bit laps, Ailish took it on, um, and it was a kind of last lap show from Laura, who just showed serious class to come home, blow them away, come over to win in 4.03, uh, Ailish was back in sixth in 4.10. I think, um, you know, Ailish is now, let's be quite honest, Ailish is a 5 and 10 runner now. So that's to step down to 15 is is not only brave, but also gutsy shows that she's she's got the, the speed as well. So she's someone who I think we can be, you know, I really hope that she goes to the, I'm sure she'll make the trial, uh, make the team because Ailish is just looking more and more like a world-class runner these days. I, I mean, Laura Muir speaks for herself, so. Um, so it was cool. It was really good to see some Scottish names back in action at the at the gates of Diamond League. 
And uh, you know, going from from track running to to hill running, we had the Maddie Moss Hill Race. Now, it's probably one of the first hill races of the year. In fact, I think it is. Uh, and some some results we have is Andy Douglas, Big and Doug, has been on the show before. Uh, Forty eight twenty nine for him, followed by Rory Abernethy. That's a name I haven't heard. Oakle Hill Runners fifty fifty three, uh, beating another fantastic. You know, his club mate who's fantastic. Owen Tieran has also been a, had a podium at the, the National Cross Country. Uh, Alistair McLeod, Oakle Hill Runners, 51-29. Uh, so that's your top three males. Your top three females, we had Katrina Graves, uh, 56-56. And then your seconds, Kirsty Dixon, 59-29. And third place is Megan Crawford, 5AC. So that's your, you know, that, it, it's... Uh, uh, I've not. I've never ran that race before. I don't know what the the conditions are like. Um, well, I'm sure they were pretty grim, but I I don't know if it's a, a runnable hill race or if it's quite technical. But yeah, nice to see a hill race back as well, um, in, a, in a local one too. So yeah, that's uh, that's 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 one of the races. Any other races we've got, Tommy? So yeah, we also we also had in the last three weeks the. Um... Ultra Cross 50K, which I don't, I can't actually find a, a pure result sheet, but I know the result anyway. Win for uh, Scotland GB, uh, Hill Runner, Mountain Runner, Marathoner, whatever you want to call yeah. him, um, Bankery Hero Legend, Robbie Simpson. So really strong to see Robbie continuing at that sort of longer stuff. Um, and it was a win for Meryl Cooper in the uh, ladies' race. And it, I think it was quite exciting. Ginny Varand, who's a, a friend of ours, Robbie's partner, she I think led a lot of it, and Merrill. It sounds like Merrill paced it really well, and and uh, and came through for the the win. Merrill is is a GB international in herself, so um, really strong to see uh, two British internationals head the field there. Um, and again, just good to see racing coming back. And actually, when I look at those, when I kind of reflect on all these results, and we're thinking about you know trials coming up now, particularly as we maybe think about the track a wee bit. Uh, I'm really excited. I mean, we're talking Olympics. There's a Bit more optimism is going to come. Bucci looks good. Uh, Ailish looks great, as we said. Laura's looking good. Jemmy Ricci's had good runs recently. We haven't even talked. I was a bit disappointed actually. A fifteen hundred meter diamond league, and we had none of the Scot, none of the Scottish lads in, in action. Um, you know, Jake Whiteman, Ross Kerr, uh, Neil Gurley, um, Chris O'Hare, of course. Who we see actually, I think Chris O'Hare's got a got a real job now dare i say it i saw his instagram <laughs> he's working so you know what it would have been good to see those guys yeah. out but i tell you what Ro, um josh Kerr, he ran a 5k recently I don't know, maybe this is we talked about this already i can't remember but so i can't remember his time but he was he wasn't hanging about it was class 5k time alone and you think the boy he's got was it not like a 13 28 or something Something like that, yeah. I, I think I did see that. I have no idea where it was or when it was, but I think 1328 or 1330 was, was definitely it's one solid. of the so, solid time, absolutely. Um, so that's I mean, that's amazing to see him mix of that. So I think I'm I'm really excited for the trials now. I'm really excited to see the, the sort of Scottish runners that we we've got in good shape there. Well, when is the trials in? When is it? Middle of June, I think. Middle of June, well, is it? Well, there's two. Remember, you've got the, you'll have the. I think the way it is you have the British, the standard British athletics, British Championships, which will incorporate the trials for most track events. But then there's the 10K, which is taken, which is being incorporated, I think, into this. Maybe the five, but certainly the 10K is being incorporated into this European Cup event, I think, which is the one that uh, Samira, who I run with, is coming over for. Now that the 10K is going to be, I mean, Jake Smith, Mark Scott, 
Uchi, Mo. Oh. I mean, this is going to be outrageous. And I, I tell yeah. you what, I, I, I'm not convinced. I mean, I think Mo will go. I think Mo will be top three. No, I will be top three. I'm going to say it now. I'm, I'm, I. Mo is not going to win Olympic gold. I, <laughs> I think that the, 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 the way we've seen some of the, some of the, um, the, the Kenyan and Ethiopian runners this so far, and, and over the winter with some of these world records we've seen in, you know, the world championships in yeah, the half. Yeah. Some of those guys are, are looking dynamite. So, I, but anyway, Mo, you would think Mo will go. I think Mark I Scott, thought you were saying you, you don't know if Mo will, will win the Olympic trials. All right, okay. I think he'll win the Olympic trial, but I think he'll be. I think he's going to get a good race from. I think he'll. I think Mo will run it like Mo does. Mo's going to run twenty-five laps and then one hard or what? Twenty-four laps, one hour, whatever it is. Um, I think Mark Scott. If I had to put money right now up for the ten, I would go. I think you, Mark Scott and Jake Smith, surely are going. I mean, those two have just yeah. looked so good I, in the last last year. Yeah, I, I think so. You would think so, eh? Um, and then at five, Bucci. Mark, I don't know. It depends. It'd be interesting if Mark Scott goes for five. So, I mean, assuming he does, I mean, then you've got Bucci and Mark Scott. Uh, I thought Mark Scott would go for the tenke because he's, you know, most of his runs have been hmm. uh, have, have been at the yeah, sort of tenke distance. Yeah. And he's... He's, he's someone who was wanting to aim for the sub-27 mark. And if yeah. he's already got the time, hasn't he? Sub yeah, he has got the time. 30, uh, so, yes, he has. Uh, he so all he has to do is just, just turn up, really, you know? Turn up and get a top two. And well, he's, he's in, turn, well but that in itself is not... I mean, when you, you see the form Jake Smith's in at the moment, that in itself is not uh, is not an easy thing to do. Um, yeah, it's going to yeah. be really interesting. I'm just trying to find out when the... So the... The British Athletics Championships are Friday the 25th of June through the Sunday 27th. Um, I, I need, to, you know, I need to pull up the selection criteria just to confirm it is there. And then I think that the, the I think those are the 10,000 is, is that that event in Birmingham. I'm sure some, yeah, I'm sure listeners will know. We'll, we'll, I will apologies for that poorly uh, informed uh, <laughs> uh, bit of chat there. We'll have, we'll have it better when we do a bit of a race preview. Anyway, my feeling is I'm excited. I'm seeing all these races come back. It's it's really good to watch some some good racing. Um, and yeah, it's cool. Well, I like it. I like it. Well, do you know what? Do you know what? You know, you were talking about the Diamond League there. We've actually got a rant, Tommy. Now, this, this is, we're, we're starting to wrap this up, as so to speak. But Graham Aitken is, uh, you know, apologies if you want to remain anonymous. We, 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 you know, I can't say anything that says he, he doesn't want to be. So here's his rant. I think TRS need to start a petition or a countrywide movement to get split screen used for athletics coverage. In this day and age, it's embarrassing that we have to cut away from the distance races to see the field events. Surely they can work a split screen so the commentary can discuss the long jump or javelin whilst you can still see the 5K action. Tonight was ridiculous that he's referring to the last night's Diamond League. With all the changes and moves in the 5K being missed, shite coverage. I know you've covered this before, but it needs sorted. So, Tommy, how are we going to sort this out? What's uh, you know, what's what's the strategy moving forward for TRS to 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 get folk to sort their um the production out, their athletics production out? I I don't know. I mean, I wish we had the I wish we had the, the power. Uh, a petition is not a bad idea. I do think it's unacceptable. I mean, I've been watching the Giro on GCN and their coverage is amazing. Like they've got split screens all over the place. It's just like, it's, it's pro. 
I think the problem is a lot of the time it's pretty low budget in the sense that they're, and I completely agree with the rant. I completely agree with it. But, and I, I, I mean, I'm as frustrated as anyone when you don't get to see the, the lead women race at a major marathon because it's it sat on a men's race, which by that stage has become not interesting, or you're not getting to see the lead British men. Um, I, I think, I think it's probably, I think I'm hoping that as tech becomes more, accessible that it might um that might might, might in, enable it a bit more that it's not that difficult to do um i think also i think part of the problem is it's only in the last 12 months it's really become a mandatory thing to put on a stream like you know i remember a year ago we used to go oh yeah sweet there's a stream for this race but you know it's only really now you would it's like almost unacceptable if there's not a stream so i think that's kind of for me race organizing teams should have someone who's looking after that we heard mikey wright talk about uh, Hamishiki organizing that. I mean, that's if I'm putting together a race team now. Okay, not an ultra. I'm not. This is not, that's not what we're expecting of the space of the space side way. But although maybe if you want to put a drone out there, fill your boots. That would be excellent to watch. But I, I think there's a there's an element now on the road certainly that there's an interest of the big races to watch it. Um, I also think as well, like it doesn't have to be all fancy pants. Like people just want to see some races. You know, like not everyone gets the opportunity to. This may be something, maybe we're going to look back in this and go, yeah, well, it's back to normal again. You know, we see races, we're not that bothered about, like, filming the races and things like that. But I, I do think, like, look at Antrim, for example, um, when they did their filming. It was, I, I really enjoyed that filming. Uh, and it wasn't, they were just starting off their half marathon. Um, yeah. They had such a stellar field, but they were so passionate to actually get the event up, up and running. Um, and yeah, the, the, the filming wasn't very good. It was a little bit pixelated and things, but it was the first time, but it was still enjoyable to watch an event. They did what they could with the resource they had, and it was probably, you know, just a mobile phone filming it, maybe a little bit more fancier than that. Okay, the, the 4G coverage wasn't very good, but it was a start, but it's maybe something that I think needs to be implemented in some of the other races, if there's a resource for it. And it doesn't need to be like, doesn't have to be like all this fancy camera kit, just something, yeah, live stream or something. You know, like people can go, ah, oh, check, because everyone's connected to that phone now. Anyone yeah. could just, you know, if you're working, you can just go, no, what's happening in such and such races, uh, and you can see what's happening. It's, I think that's pretty cool, you know. Absolutely, um, yeah. So, I uh, think that's something we can. Uh, I, I would. I mean, we've said this before, but I would love to do to get more involved in for in covering events i mean that's oh. that's but certainly like any event you know if I, next time we I mean, we we actually were going to do it uh, last year or this year it didn't happen obviously with covid but next time is a national cross you know i think there's a we want to make a real trs presence there you know and yes. really um yeah really because that you know it's people want to see if you can't always make events you want to be able to follow it especially you know i think a lot of the time you forget the races are top end races are not just for the you know we have we as a sport we have fans and people want yeah. to know the results, and yes, it's for the ten thousand people run it. But it's also the the people at home we want to follow. So yeah, good rant, Graham. Very good rant. Um, I don't. We don't have an answer, but that's we we really support. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't have an answer. There you go. Well, Tommy, I think that's uh, you know that that's a good hour and a half of of TRS banter for you all. Uh, and you know, I hope you you have a you know a, a, you have a great time in the Alps, and you get out for a wee canter, no doubt. And um, I'll speak to you next week. The Alps is a week on Thursday, don't you? Worry. Oh, it's a week next. Oh, geez, I yeah, wasn't yeah. listening to you then, clearly. 
So, um, but no, it's good to be back in the hot seat again. Yes. Uh, you know, that's two beers down, two more beers than I would have would have been allowed. So, uh, <laughs> speaking, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was going to say, never know, I might have a, you know, a second baby by by, by next week, but hopefully not, you know, because that's, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't prepared my, my hospital bag yet, you know, so. I haven't prepared, we haven't got paternity cover lined up yet. I mean, I know that we've <laughs> just come off a three-week break, so I feel like we should... Uh, we've got enough contacts. I'm sure we can knock on someone's door, even even either like a Mikey Wright or someone. I'm sure can come on <laughs> yeah, for an episode. Nominate we'll... them already. To see yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, I'm sure I'll be able to. I'm sure uh, as as Debbie's going into labour, I'm sure I'll be able to still do a live uh, a live TRS commentary for you. All. Yeah, with a, split, with a split screen. <laughs> with a split screen. <laughs> Well, well listen, yeah. Well, listeners, if you, you know the details, if you want to get in touch with us, they're the same every week. Um, we won't bother repeating them now. Have a great week. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Kyle, hang, tell Debbie to hang in there for at least another week. Another week. Well, I've got my race. You know, the, the issue I've got is Murray Coastal, my uh, trail oh, course, 50s yeah. and, on the 12th of June. And uh, oh, but anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm sure, I'm sure some. You know, I've, I've I've asked my mum if she can be the race director. She's kicking I'm sure, off. I'm sure you'll find someone. Some I've, her, yeah. I've written in the back of a fag packet. It's fine. So just start the race. That's all you do. Yeah, right? Just best starting. <laughs> People don't need that time. People. Oh, <laughs> garments. What's Strava? That's exactly, what Strava's yeah. for, right? I'll hold it to Strava, folks. Anyway, anyway. Spe- speaking of Strava, for next week maybe Strava 3D heat maps. Game changer! Oh. Wow, it's, it's, uh, it's not a rant. It's a, no, no, it's it's a it's a it's a praise. Have a, I'll send you the link. Have a look at it over the next week. We can talk about that next week. That's a very and listeners, if you haven't checked out yet, have a look. It's very nice. Oh, there you go, folks. So, yeah, I'll fill your boots, folks. Right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, it's yeah. Sorry, uh, we, we we've probably rambled probably too long than as as we always do. But that's that's. That's the whole point. You know, we ramble so that you guys can run as long as you can. The moment you stop, we stop rambling is when you can stop running. eh? So that's 90 minutes of running, folks. You've got to do it all in one go. Yeah, well, yeah, Yeah. enjoy. Well, right. See you next week. Bye. Short.
shorts and our shorts and our short short shorts because there's banter when we canter with the tartan running shorts because there's banter when we canter with the tartan running shorts and that's a wrap